0: We are repentant, we are grateful, we are redeemed, we are prayerful, we are First Baptist Church. I am so glad that not everyone is wired just like me, uh, but that God gives his people different gifts um, to be light, to be salt uh, in our city. And I'm grateful for you, Victor, and your team. And i um, just thrilled uh, that we have the chance to communicate what God is saying to us through his word through art and movement. Well, um, movement is the word, um, this whole series this month, um, even in the context of First and Second Chronicles, where Solomon has been commissioned to build the temple, which is um, a, a really a permanent tabernacle. And remember, weeks ago I, I expressed to you that the tabernacle um, gave a very clear process of movement, moving towards. God to be able to be in his presence. It began with an awareness and repentance outside of the perimeter of the tabernacle where the priest was aware of the sin of the people and his own sin. And then he would enter and go to the altar and make sacrifice on behalf of himself and the people. And then he would move towards that water basin where he would wash his hands and his feet, signifying a sanctification and purity. It was only after the offering and the atonement of sin and the washing of the hands and the feet that they can move into that holy place and begin worship and worshiping God as his people. And we have that, again, that beautiful symbol of that incense, the, the prayer and communion of God that he had with his people receiving their worship, receiving their prayer. What a beautiful picture of movement. And the question that we've been asking Uh, and challenging you with all month long is, will you move towards God? Uh, Are you moving towards God? And just as Victor said, it's it's not about just being sorry for sin and knowing where you've been. And and it's even not just knowing uh, that Christ has done extraordinary things. He is our once-for-all sacrifice for our sin. But it's also moving towards God. Uh, and listening to his voice and having fellowship with him and becoming more like his son Jesus every single day. That has been the challenge. And so it's no different um, in this passage of Scripture. We're in 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And um, there are just some brief, brief points that I want to make this morning. I'm not going to be up here terribly long. But I want to identify uh, that the very heart and aim and purpose behind repentance is reconciliation. The whole purpose and aim of our personal repentance or corporate repentance as a church, the universal church, is to be reconciled to God. And so let me just read uh, this passage of Scripture. Um, I'll keep you seated. I'm just going to read with you this morning. Um, I'm going to pick up in verse uh, 2. Solomon called together all the leaders of Israel, the generals and captains of the army, the judges, and all the political clan leaders. Then he led the entire assembly to the place of worship in Gibeon, for God's tabernacle was located there. This was the tabernacle that Moses, the Lord's servant, had made in the wilderness. David had already moved the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim, to the tent he had prepared for it in Jerusalem. So the Ark of the Covenant was in Jerusalem. The tabernacle, Moses' tabernacle, was still in Gibeon, just a little northwest of Jerusalem. Verse 5, But the bronze altar made by Bezael, son of Uri, and grandson of Hur, was there at Gibeon in front of the tabernacle of the Lord. So that tabernacle that we've been seeing the image of, that altar outside the tabernacle, is still in Gibeon. So that's exactly where Solomon goes. So why does he go there? So Solomon and the people gathered in front of it to consult the Lord. There in front of the tabernacle, Solomon went up to the bronze altar in the Lord's presence and sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings on it. There's that movement we're talking about. Solomon has just been inaugurated as king over Israel after his father David. So he immediately goes, gathers everyone, all the leaders of the representatives of the people of God, and he goes to the tabernacle where the altar is, and he sacrifices a thousand burnt offerings so that the people might have communion with God. And then verse 7, that night God appeared to Solomon and said, what do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. Listen. We see that movement, that atoning sacrifice on behalf of himself and the people, and he moved towards God. And what happens? Reconciliation happens. And God comes to Solomon the night and says, and listen, you are king, and you can ask of me anything that you want. I give you permission to come before me, commune with me, ask of me, pray to me, because you have moved towards me and your sins have been atoned for by those sacrifices. Repentance, the purpose and aim of repentance is to know God once again, to have fellowship with Him, to be able to come to Him with need and desire. It's not unlike uh, marriage, uh, that when I recognize that I have sinned or offended uh, and have used hurtful words or have done something to hurt uh, my wife Anna, it's not enough. Uh, for me just to recognize or be aware of the sin that I've committed against Anna. But the purpose of my repentance and ask for forgiveness is to once again be reconciled to her, right? Uh, So that we can have conversation with one another, so that we can delight ourselves with one another, that we can know each other and have fellowship with one another, commune with one another. It's the same thing. I mean, that's why Paul says, listen, marriage is really just a huge billboard about God's covenant love with his people. And so in the same way, our repentance, our ask for forgiveness, our atonement through Jesus serves a purpose to begin moving towards God so that we can be reconciled to Him, so that we can know Him and have fellowship with Him, pray to Him with boldness so that He can meet our needs and we, He can know our desire. The second thing that I think is very clear in this passage about the nature of repentance and atonement is that its purpose is not only reconciliation, but blessing. So God asks Solomon, ask and I will give it to you. This is an invitation. Come to me. We're reconciled now. Come to me. Ask of me. Seek me. Solomon replied in verse 8, you showed great and faithful love to David, my father, and now you have made me king in his place. I love how Solomon says, this is your, your doing, not my doing. Verse 9, O Lord, God, please continue to keep your promise to David, my father, for you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me the wisdom and knowledge to lead them properly for who could possibly govern this great people of yours. A lot of humility. I need to lead the people right. Give me wisdom. I don't want to be like all the other kings in the land who just oppress their people. Verse 11, look at this. Because your greatest desire is to help your people, And you did not ask for wealth, riches, fame, or even the death of your enemies or a long life, but rather you asked for wisdom and knowledge to properly govern my people, I will certainly give you the wisdom and knowledge you requested. I'm going to answer your prayer. But I will also give you wealth, riches, and fame, such as no other king has had before you or will ever have in the future. Um, God tells Solomon, I'm going to honor your request, and I'm going to bless you, Bob. Uh, beyond your wildest imaginations. I'm gonna bless you behind your wildest imaginations. The purpose of repentance and moving towards God is not just acknowledging our sin in the places that we messed up. And it's not just receiving forgiveness, but it's receiving forgiveness and beginning to move towards God so that we can be reconciled to him, have fellowship with him, and that we might know his blessing. But we might know his blessing. Now, I'm not talking in terms of wealth here if God gives wealth and fills our bank accounts, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I'm not talking about health, wealth, gospel. But let me tell you that God desires for you to know him and his blessing and his, your free and bold relationship that you can have with him because of the work of Jesus. God does not want you to continue in a mundane journey of faith. He wants you to know joy. What does Jesus tell his disciples in John chapter 15, 11? Jesus says, listen, I I have told you these things so that you will be filled, not just with joy, but that you would be filled with my joy. And yes, your joy will overflow. When God invites us to know forgiveness and reconciliation. He says, let me tell you, in this new dynamic, this new relationship that I have with you, I want you to know my joy. I want you to know my joy. Even Paul says in Romans chapter 8 verse 32, "If, if God didn't even withhold or spare his own son, Won't he also give you everything else? Everything else. And we can taste a part of that on this side of eternity. Uh, We can taste the joy that kind of pulls us through the suffering and brokenness that we continue to experience. Uh, We can hold on to those promises with much hope. Uh, We can taste the blessings of God and the relationships that we have with our church family. And the encouragement that we receive from others. But listen, uh, God is saying to us that in this relationship that I have with you, that I've made a way for you through my son, that you might move towards me, that you might be reconciled to me, I want you to know my blessing, and you will know my blessing, in part now, but in fullness to come. That is great news. That is great news. God intends for Movement in your life. Repentance. To embrace the forgiveness that we have in Jesus because he died on the cross and rose from the grave. And then to know him and have fellowship with him and to know the joy that he promises to give us. To know his blessing. Again, it's, it's much like my relationship with Anna. Anna the purpose of repentance, my personal repentance in my own marriage and awareness of my own sin against Anna when it happens is not just my awareness and it's not just me sitting down with her and saying, "Um, gosh, I'm sorry, will you forgive me for the things that I said? But it's so that we can be reconciled again, that things can be right and that for me to put forth every effort I can in the name of Christ and by the power of the Spirit to not do again what I did before but also to enjoy one another, to laugh together, to have joy in one another. And that's what, that's what this text is teaching us through the life of Solomon. Is Solomon wants to bless his people, and he's made a way for them to move towards him so that they can know his blessing and favor. And what's true for them is true for you, and it's true for the relationships that he's put in your life. Will you move towards God, will real repentance take shape in your life? Will you move towards him? Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful for uh, your incredible grace towards us. We're so thankful for the testimony of Solomon um, who moved towards you, communed with you, had fellowship with you, and received your blessing. May we trust in your son, Jesus. Uh, May we not just be aware of our own sin, but move towards you through the cross. And may we know your joy. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said, amen. First Baptist Church has been broadcasting its services of new life and historic faith for 46 years. We would like to ask that you continue to pray with us for this ministry and also for your financial support so that we can continue this ministry for years to come. Thank you.